The New York State Office of Addiction Services and Supports, or OASS, provides this podcast as a public service. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed do not necessarily represent or reflect those of the agency or state. This is Addiction, the Next Step. Hey there, I'm Jerry Gretzinger, your host of Addiction, the Next Step. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the podcast. And, and today I'm excited to introduce Charles Neighbors. He's an associate professor, Department of Population Health with NYU. And thanks for, thanks for sitting down with us today. Thank you. Thank and, you for the invitation. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, it's great to have you on here because, you know, I, I love doing this podcast because it's as informational and educational for me as we hope it is for everybody else. Mm -hmm. And I know you have a connection with our agency, with Oasis, Mm -hmm. and with, uh, you know, substance use and addiction and services and supports, uh, as so many others do who come Mm -hmm. on the podcast. But yours is, we're doing a lot of research projects together. Mm -hmm. And uh, we want to have you on today to talk about what some of those projects are and the benefit of those things, how that will translate to services and supports going forward. So I just said a mouthful. Let me first have you now give us a little, a little background on, on yourself and the work you've been doing. So, yeah, so I'm, um, and, you know, I, I prefer to go by Charlie. So, Charlie, uh, you got uh, yeah, it. Yeah, I was called Charles by my dad when he was upset at me. So I like, you know, Charlie that. is a little bit more comfortable. <laughs> I, um, as you said, sort of become a researcher at uh, New York University, NYU. I have a doctorate in clinical psychology, but a lot of the work that I do is really focused on sort of working with policymakers and also thinking in terms of organizations and what organizations can do to improve care for you know a very vulnerable population, a population that often suffers, but um, it's not easy to get access to good care. So you know, and been really blessed to have this long-standing relationship with and partnership with uh, the, fo- the leadership at Oasis. It's going back more than 15 years. Um, and, you know, across the years, really looked at the data that's available through uh, the state, you know, including Medicaid data and data that Oasis collects. And, but also talking to, you know, the team at Oasis about sort of what do they care about and what are the questions that they have and sort of like how can we together you know address those questions but also sort of test out different ways in which we might you know be able to move the system in a direction that sort of like improves quality of care right. okay so charlie you talk about the data and reviewing the data i know our commissioner dr chinazo cunningham she is very big on yes. it being data driven everything needs to be data driven so clearly that's very important to her and to us as an agency let's if you can Talk to us about some of the research, you know, mm-hmm. what the work is you've been doing. Mm-hmm. And then I think most importantly for the people who are listening, how we hope that that's going to, you know, make change, positive change as we offer services and care for people. Absolutely. And and I'll talk about the blessings of the data that's available, but then sort of highlight that sort of like there are limitations with just looking at data. And we often like to go after we've explored the data to go talk to real, the people that are involved. And sure. so I'll, I'll circle back to that a little in a little bit. Um, you know, the state of New York uh, sort of through Medicaid um, as well as through support that the Oasis provides, you know, really has covers a, a large, large group of individuals who are, you know, vulnerable um, often quite underserved, and um, but through Medicaid and through some of the data that Oasis collects, uh, you know we're able to s- understand a, quite a bit about these individuals. Um, and so by combining data from Medicaid and data that 
that Oasis collects directly from the providers to help us understand who the people are and what kind of services they're, given, they're getting. We're able to track uh, across the whole system, sort of like, you know, what's the variation? Sort of like, you know, where do we see, you know, better care? Where do we see things where, like, you might need sort of some level of improvement? And by looking at those differences, we're able to sort of, like, understand something about where the system works best. And now, just I'm going to jump in real quick because maybe yeah, you yeah. want to talk about this here. We talk about data, right, and, the, you know, being able to track certain things. I guess, you know, really boiling it down, what is the sort of data that we're collecting? Like, what are we looking at? Mm-hmm. What, are we, what are we keeping track of? Yeah. So on the one side with Medicaid, we understand sort of all the kind of health care that individuals get, including all the services that are being provided uh, that are, you know, being paid for by the state of New York within the OASIS system. So we're able to track use of medications for uh, substance use disorders. We're able to track, you know, when people are visiting clinics uh, and whether it's sort of like a one-on-one personal counseling, whether it's in group. Um, and we can look at that, you know, at the person level, and um, but we can also look at it for the whole clinic and sort of see sort of like, you know, what are the patterns that, that emerge from that. The other thing that we have is um, through fairly sophisticated ways, we're able to take that data that Medicaid provides and combine it with data that, the, um, that OASIS asks uh, that the providers, uh, uh, you, know, pr- you know, submit to them that, you know, give us a lot of information about what's happening with the individual. We know sort of like, you know, a little bit about them, them including things like housing and where they live um, and sort of, you know, their race, ethnicity, and there's a, and education. So a lot, a lot of information that allows us to sort of look at the variety of people and so what, uh, how that's related to the kind of care that they're given. Um, so, and because of this, we've, you know, been able, it's a great working laboratory. Sort of, you know, the state of New York offers a comprehensive set of uh, benefits to, you know, citizens of New York, um, including within this, you know, the, the treatment system for substance use disorders. Um, so, it's like a broad, large uh, laboratory for understanding sort of like, well, how can we improve care for individuals? Um, and, you know, there's a lot of national interest in understanding, you know, how we can improve care. And there's a lot of questions that we can ask in New York of the data of, you know, the, the, the system that we have that are of great interest for people across the country. And because of that, uh, the federal government has been very interested in the work that we do, you know, and very interested in this partnership that, you know, through the collaboration with OASIS and, you know, in our group, um, in, you know, being able to explore different kinds of questions. And we've gotten uh, quite a bit of funding from the National Institutes of Health and specifically the National Institutes of Drug Abuse uh, to support, you know, a, a number of different studies that we're doing. And obviously realizing the, the value in, yes. in that work. So we talk about the data. You, you, were, you were good to give us like, the background and the sort of data that we pull together and the different areas it comes from. So, so what have we been doing with it? We grab those numbers. Mm-hmm. How have we been th- putting that to work to, to kind of figure out how to improve care? Mm-hmm. What are some of those things that you've been uh, coming up with? So broadly, you know, we, we get to understand uh, sort of, you know, w- what is it that providers are doing and, you know, do the patients benefit from that? Uh, um, I'll talk, uh, I've got, we've got a few, uh, four different uh, studies that are supported by the National, the National Institutes of Health and NIDA specifically. Um, one of them is looking at sort of like, you know, can we 
help individuals uh, or individual programs uh, work out changes in how they provide care and sort of be responsive to uh, um, clinical sort of quality of care measures. So it's like a performance improvement kind of work. And we're using the data to see, do we move the needle with these clinics to sort of like improve things like retention and, you know, do clients seem to do better in terms of overall health? And we look at that through Medicaid. Um, another project that we're looking at is there's been a lot of changes that happened after COVID. Um, telehealth is a really important one where, you know, sort of the clinical care model has really shifted dramatically. And there's a lot of variation in how people have implemented that, uh, the, many of these changes. And we're right now tracking that over time. So we're looking at sort of what happened during COVID, how much of that is stuck, and with whom is that stuck? And sort of like really then... Um, and this is another important thing is sort of like you know, we often sort of look at that variation in care and like, for example, how much people are using telehealth uh, as, you know, as opposed to like, you know, asking people to come into the clinic. Um, and then we're going to follow that up with a bunch of interviews where we're going to sort of like actually go talk to some of the staff members and sort of like, you know, get behind the numbers and really understand that a bit better. You know, when we talk about what, you know, what we're trying to achieve here, so we obviously want to be able to look at this and say, this has been successful. This has mm -hmm. been less successful and be able to work through so that we can continue to, you know, uh, move, move those items that have worked the best and eliminate the pieces that, that, that didn't and held us back. That's really the purpose of being able to do all this. Yes. Yes. And, um, and one of the things, you know, that we want to do is shine a light on sort of like where things are working well and uh, another light on where things are not working so well. Um, but along the, along the way, we're also moving towards trying to identify markers in the data that give us a sense of, like, who's performing well. And so, you know, we're really uh, looking for, and this is, again, like, we're closely working, close, very closely with OASIS leadership on all this. It's sort of like we're looking for quality performance measures. And, um, and the thing about those is that we want to make sure they're tied to things that are indicative of, like, you know, that people are actually benefiting from the care that they're getting and that's hard work sometimes it's sort of like a really kind of like um sort of finding those markers that um are available to us that are easily captured uh in, in the data and then sort of like you know really using those to say you know give feedback to to programs and to you know individual staff members about you know what's happening with them and sort of are they really performing to the best that they can and, you know, I, I think, too, uh, another reason why, I mean, this is obviously important work, but I think, too, in the face of, you know, the overdose epidemic that we're in yes. the midst of and with, with fentanyl playing the role it is, and then we hear about xylazine, you know, anything more that we can do to kind of refine and improve services going to people is, is so important and worth it at this point. Absolutely, absolutely. And, um, and so, you know, can we give the system... Uh, and this is what uh, Commissioner Cunningham really wants, is sort of, you know, be able to give data back to the system and say, listen, this is, this is where you're doing well, and this is where we need to really improve. And, you know, I want to also highlight something that's very important to commi the commissioner, and it's also very, very important to us, is sort of like, you know, disparities, uh, and really wanting to level the playing field for the kind of care that uh, folks uh, of many different kinds of backgrounds get, but, you know, sort of like certainly racial ethnic groups, but right. there's sort of like many other groups that sort of like have challenges in getting care or and also sort of like you know getting uh, the same level of care 
as as other people. Yeah, I know it's an important focus too, making sure that that same level of care is available to all, no matter where they are. And mm-hmm. and it's good to know that the the data that we're getting, the work we're doing, the research helps to that end as well. That's right. That's right. I'll kind of put a plug for another study that we have, which is you know that we recently received, which is to focus on transition age adults, um, where, and that's an age group that's sort of uh, between eight, generally between eight, ages eighteen and twenty five. They're kind of like emerging into sort of like full adult responsibility, but they're sort of like in that transition period from you know, being adolescents and not having as many as, uh, responsibilities for themselves, but now sort of their social roles are changing, but their brain development is continuing. They're not doing well in the treatment system. And, um, you know, l- lower levels of access, not getting things like medications uh, when, you know, it really should be made available for them. And so we're, and they're not staying in treatment. They're voting with their feet saying this is not really working for us. Um, and so that's uh, another area where we're kind of saying, you know, let's bring all these tools together to sort of really understand what's going on and see if we can find some solutions. Well, again, this is all important work. And, Charlie, I really want to thank you for sitting down and, and talking about it. I'm sure we could talk about in, in great detail about a lot of this. Uh, yeah. And uh, we look forward to some of that, that good work coming out and, and making that difference, moving that needle, as you said, to improve services and outcomes. Yeah, I mean, thank you for those kind words. And also thank you for this invitation. It's been a delight to be able to talk to you. Great. And we'll have to have you back, too, when we have some more things to talk about, some new endeavors going on. That'd be great. Thanks so much. And thank you for joining us for this episode of the podcast, Addiction, The Next Step. I'm Jerry Gretzinger, your host. And, uh, hey, you know, you can always find us here on, uh, well, Buzzsprout, certainly, and all the major platforms for your podcast. So check us out next time. We'll talk to you soon.